Tonight, we discuss one of Cleveland's most notoriously haunted locations. A location with such a horrifying history that it will make you think twice about visiting, and no, I am not talking about First Energy Stadium. We are talking about the one and only Franklin Castle. So punch your ticket, find your seat, grab a drink, and relax because you're on the midnight train. Welcome to the Midnight Train. This podcast is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. All aboard! Hello and welcome back, or if you are new here, welcome to the Midnight Train Podcast, where we bring the dark to light. From paranormal to pseudoscientific, nothing is out of bounds. I am your conductor of the cryptic, Jonathan Sayer, and with me as always is the engineer of the unexplainable, Jeff Butchko. How are you today, buddy? I'm just blown away, because did you just come up with that, like off the cuff? No, it's written down right here. Oh, I was going to (laughs) say, man, that's good, like... You're really, really getting into this. I mean, I'm this. smart, but I'm not that smart. I mean, I wish to God I was that smart. You know, a lot of like cool nicknames and yeah, stuff. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm, like I'm, I'm feeling some stuff out. I like you know it. I mean, I'm feeling it out. I like what you're doing. Thank you. And on my left, our house nerd of the unknown, Riley Sayer. How are you today, buddy? Great. Thank you for that. I, lo- I love that. That's awesome. The house nerd. Uh, it's of the a good unknown. thing. It's a good thing. All right. <laughs> Believe it or not, that entire conversation was scripted. Yeah. What? What is between you and Jeff? That was scripted. Oh, was it? Yeah. I didn't know. Well, you're not supposed to tell him. Oh, boo yeah, his. That wasn't restart, scripted, yeah, folks. I'm sorry. Restart. He's just the house nerd and upset about it. <laughs> 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 All right. So everybody, welcome again to the Midnight Train Podcast. And uh, yeah, we're going to be, uh, you know, talking about some some cool stuff today. Uh, but to, just to get all this semantical, you know, garbage and stuff out of the way, don't forget to head over to the midnighttrainpodcast.com and sign up for the Midnight Bonus Train for bonus episodes, including but not limited to our drunken movie reviews, which are always fun. Uh, you can also listen to all of our regular episodes, buy some sweet super merchandise, or super merchandise, <laughs> <laughs> super, <ta-da>! <laughs> some super sweet merchandise. And it, uh, you know, it helps keep the, the train rolling. And uh, you can also watch our YouTube videos and stuff on there too. And so if you don't want to have to go to YouTube, you can just go to our actual website and it'll be on there. And you want to see what Moody looks like. And Chris, now right. that we have Chris up right. there too. Dude, Chris looked like the Unabomber. He did. The entire time. That was, he, he's like that guy when uh, they do the interviews and like the guy doesn't want to, he wants to be anonymous. Right. And it's all dark. And it's like, yeah. Um, also, please subscribe, like, rate us on your favorite podcast platform. And most importantly, share the Midnight Train to everyone. Because word of mouth is uh, how we're going to keep the steam in our engines and keep bringing you continuous content. Jeff's just knocking shit over right now. Uh, <laughs> lastly, we're starting something new with this episode uh, where we'll be, we will be playing an unsigned band that we want to help promote at the end of our episodes. Oh, awesome. I yeah. can't wait for that. Yeah, it'll be kind of cool. Um, so at the end of this episode, uh, check out, I'm going to call it The Boxcar. You know, because that's where Ooh. it's yeah, what, what I'm dude. I'm trying to train shit out. And if it doesn't oh, work, like it doesn't it. work. If you guys are listening, if you don't like the, the whole train, whatever, just tell us to fuck off. Anyway, 
Um, and this time in the boxcar is going to be uh, Critic City from Cleveland, Ohio, who actually we're friends with. We know those guys nice. pretty well. And uh, they got to have a song called Cliff Diver. So check them out on Facebook, YouTube, and uh, let them know you heard them while riding the midnight train, baby. You know what I mean? All right. So enough of that dumb shit. It's out of the way. Jeff. You sold it. What are we talking about today? Well, we're back on the spooky end of things, which is great. We had a fun time with the uh, conspiracy mini series. We learned a lot about each other and our friends. Right. And stuff in the world that just is odd, I guess you could put it that way. Yeah, the conspiracy thing was, uh, it was fun, but it was, man, that was exhausting. It was a rabbit hole, that's yeah. for sure. That's Ugh. for sure. So today, we're going back to the spooky roots, and we're going to talk about one of the most haunted places, if I'm not mistaken, in the great state of Ohio, which we live in. Correct. And we're broadcasting from. Correct. The Franklin Castle. Correct. Yeah. Um, so for those of you, and to be honest, if you've ever read any of the, a lot of people out there who may or aren't from Cleveland or from the Ohio area, you may have actually heard about this because it's been in a bunch of books, like, you know, like Haunted Ohio and stuff. So when you were a kid and you get him and it's like, oh, get all the way. Franklin Castle's been in there. And uh, the one thing I is, noticed is about well, this. Is it almost, uh, is it more popular than the prison than mansfield because isn't mansfield the uh reformatory isn't that like one of the really really popular yeah, is, I, like, I think, is it a close second or i think what happened with this one and just going through all of my uh research on this i think what i found out is that due to how many people own the place uh due to all the different and we'll go through some of these <laughs> these stories and stuff i think it just has more of a um, recognition to it plus it's it's been around for since the 1800s you know what i mean like the reformatory i think was built in what riley uh like 1940 or something like that yeah it was sometime around it was like the early 1900s yeah so it's uh, scary too because i've i've seen it one time we drove past it um well, i was with kenny our friend kenny and kenny. he's like hey that's the franklin castle and i remember we like did like i don't know right turn right past it and it looks it looks like some of a Scooby Doo cartoon, but like in real life, like yeah. the, like the tower and the everything about it. For it's, sure, the reformatory was built in 1886. Ooh, wow! Oh. So that was right around. The, to be honest, it I don't closed know why. down, I believe, in like the 40s or 50s. Is when I, all I know is that's where Andy Dufresne was Andy from. Andy Dufresne. <laughs> but uh, I was actually going to send Kenny a uh, a text today. Because I remember him telling me some messed up story. He partied in there. Where he yeah, and then he was outside pissing or something. Yeah. And like something happened to him. I I don't know. I didn't ah we're gonna maybe we'll have him on the talk about it later. We should. Or at least just, you know, see what he yeah, thinks. He's got some great stories because I know he did party in there quite a few times. <laughs> so So all right. So let's get on this. Now, normally we are going to crack a beer, but uh what's happening right now, folks, if you can see on the handy dandy thing, we're already a couple deep. Uh, and right now we're drinking, I'm drinking the Twisted Monkey from Victory, which is a Belgian-style blonde ale with mango. It's quite delicious. Riley is sucking on a, a Sour Monkey, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it tastes like grape juice. I'm not a fan, really. <laughs> it's 9.5%, though, so that grape juice is going to be like... Here in a little bit, I'll be like, here's some facts for you guys. Boing! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into this. This is a, a an awesome thing for, for a couple different reasons. One, us being from Cleveland... Um, you know, everyone's always talked about it, just like we talked about Gore Orphanage. It was one of those things. And, you know, we're we're not keeping it local on purpose. You know, at least I, I'm not trying to do that. I just want to uh, it's things that I'm familiar with first off. You know what yeah. I mean? And this is something that I've heard all kinds of just gobbledygook about. 
as I was growing up. And uh, yeah, so it's kind of cool. So the uh, Franklin Castle, also known as the Tiedemann House, is a Victorian stone house built in the American Queen Anne style, located at 4308 Franklin Boulevard in Cleveland's Ohio City neighborhood. Now you can literally get on. Google map it, right? Google, ma- Google map it. Google map it. My face just fell off. Um, you can actually Google map it and you can see what this thing looks like. And you're not joking, dude. When you say that it looks like something out of a, uh, a Scooby-Doo cartoon, yeah. It really does, and I, we'll post a picture up of it and and whatnot when we actually put the episode up. Um, so the building um, has four stories and more than 20 rooms and 80 windows. In the late 19th century, when it was built, Franklin Boulevard was one of the most prestigious residential avenues in Cleveland, and it is purported to be the most haunted house in Ohio. Ooh. So maybe that's the differentiation between those two is that um, the reformatory isn't considered a house. You know what I mean? Right, right. It's, it's a just facility. a building. Yeah, it, it was a you know a former prison or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's why it is. So anyway, I've driven past this thing. I don't know how many times, you know, and never really knew what it was. But then you kept hearing all kinds of stuff. So the house was built in 1881 uh, through 1883. Uh, so it took them two years to knock this thing out by the famed architectural firm of Cudell and Richardson. Now my nerd came out. And uh, I wanted to look up Cudell and Richardson and see what else they did around the Cleveland area as far as like architectural stuff from, uh, you know, back in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Um, so basically, it's uh, Frank Cudell and John Richardson. And they were basically together from 1970 or 1871 to uh, 1890. Um, and they were just basically, they went out and designed commercial buildings and churches. And so ch- I got a list of these right here, all right? Uh, and a number of these are actually on the uh, the U.S. National Registry for Historic Places. Oh. Um, a lot, some of these I don't know. Some of these I do. but um, And some of them are quite awesome. Uh, there's the Perry Payne Building. I never heard of that one. Mm-hmm. It just looks like a normal building. I looked it up and whatever. There's the Root and McBri- McBride Bradley Building. God, that's a hard one to say. <laughs> Root and McBride Bradley Building. Jesus. So that one, uh, I don't know what that is. Uh, St. John the Baptist Roman Catholic Church. Um that that's a really awesome one. If you guys get a chance to look at that, it's at Glandorf, um, St. Joseph church, um, St. Michael Catholic church, St. Stephen church. I mean, they did a ton of really epic like churches and stuff like that. And, and one of the few ones that was actually just a house or whatever is the Hans Tiedemann house, AKA the Franklin castle. Uh-huh. All right. So these guys, apparently this guy had some loot, you know, and we'll talk about that, but, but I mean, it's a pretty awesome looking thing. And when he had it built, he actually, as we'll go through here a little bit uh, from now, he um, he had a bunch of other stuff done too. So like, you know, people claim there's secret passageways. Oh yeah. This. Like they're, little tunnels in the yeah, basement you know? and stuff like that. And then he was like, you know, hiding from his wife because he was like, you know, killing people and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy. So the house was commissioned by Hans Tiedemann, who was a proper, proper, got my mouth a prosperous German immigrant um, and uh, was an American banker who became president and co-founder of Union Banking and Savings Company of Cleveland, Ohio. So he was a German immigrant, okay, Um, after immigrating to the United States from Germany. Tiedemann was born in Prussia, and as I said, he immigrated here, um, actually came into New York because, you know, that was the the statue and everybody came in, the melting pot. And uh, he actually came in 1848 with his family. And uh, there was his mother, whose name is, I believe it's w- <laughs> Riley. You, you speak German. What is Wiebke? Is Wiebke? 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 How, do you, how do you spell it? W-I-E-B-K-A. Yeah, it'd be Wiebke. Wiebke. Yeah. 
Her name is Vipka. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I built the castle for you. <laughs> I built castles. Um, his brothers Klaus and Ludwig and his sisters Katharina, Rebecca, Elise, and Luis. Could you imagine a party at that time with those people just screaming at each other like, <laughs> Klaus, where's Vipka? <laughs> where's the Wiener Schnitzel? I'm tired of your bullshit. <laughs> so who is related to Yuri, who had didn't have space rope, <laughs> right. who is now gone, right? Right, right. And then it's all inclusive with yeah, the whole thing, yeah. too. They may have been related. Uh, his father passed away in 1846. So right around 1850, Tiedemann worked as an apprentice to a barrel maker, which actually relocated him to Royalton, Ohio. Which is North Royalton. North Royalton, Ohio. Became, right. 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 So he moved to Cleveland around 1855 and worked as a clerk for Babcock and Hurd. It's a horrible name, which is a wholesale grocer and resided at Bennis Four City House, a rooming house at um, at Cleveland's Public Square. So okay. Public Square, that's where that was. That whole thing was happening down there. So it was like a housing unit for people that were like immigrants and stuff. Yeah. Um, in 1864, Tiedemann was a wholesale grocer in the firm of Wiedemann and Tiedemann. Oh. Wiedemann and Tiedemann. Yeah, that's kind of. Kind of. They were very creative back yeah. then with their <laughs> names. and Just use your last name. It'll be fine. Don't worry. Why are they Russian? That's Because that's what I do. Shut up. <laughs> well, the one the one place you named, the, the one house, it sounded like, I don't know, like the guy got drunk and he just spit it out. They're like, we need a name for this house. He's like, range fucking life. Well, that's probably what they pretty much did. Yeah. Um. So it was a wholesale gro- uh, grocer in the firm of Wiedemann and Tiedemann. And um, he began the business with his buddy, who's John Christian Wiedemann. In 1871, and then Tiedemann sold out his interest in Wiedemann and Tiedemann. God, that's so weird to say. <laughs> Though he retained business offices within its buildings. And in 1883, Tiedemann founded and was vice president of Savings and Trust Company, newly permitted at that time by Ohio state law to form as an actual trust company. And a company, a trust company is a company formed to act as a trustee to deal with actual trusts. So they, this is something new for Ohio. And this guy was like on the beginning part of that, on the cusp uh, of that whole thing. Yeah. And in January 1907, he retired from the United Savings Bank or Savings and Banking Company of Cleveland, where he had become president following his involvement in many Cleveland area banks. Now, I'm going to be bouncing back and forth because there's just so much information here. But that's pretty much about Hans Tiedemann and his whole life and what he did. All right. So this guy was an immigrant and from from Germany, the Germans. And, you know, he came over here with his family and ended up working his ass off the American dream. Yeah. And next thing you know, the guy's having a house commission for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the guy, you know, that's kind of a cool story. Just, yeah. it's just, it just in itself. I know we haven't gotten the spooky shit, folks, but where he's killing people in the basement. Right. Right. Yeah. We haven't got there yet. Um. So in uh, 1862, Tiedemann uh, married Luisa, also referred to as Louise or Luisa, and her name is Hoek. <laughs> Luisa Hoek. Sweet. So she was what? I don't know. I guess she was whatever. How do you spell that? H O with the Motley Crew, the thing. umlaut. Yeah, what'd you call me? That's called an umlaut. The two dots above it's it. It's called an umbop. Umlaut. Umbop. <laughs> uh, bop, doo, uh. Anyway, C K H O umblop. C K Hulk. Hulk. That's what I said. Yeah, so with the umlaut for the O, normally you'd say like Hulk. Like we would pronounce it or hawk. But with those, that tells you to say O, like a long O. So it'd be Hulk. Hook. Hook. Yeah, it's like hook. Yeah, hook. That's, how you, that's what those dots. They tell you how to pronounce the letter. Hook. Somebody had way too much time back in the day. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, this, we're gonna put these two dots on this letter, and that means hold it out. It's the Germans. <laughs> that's it. It's the Germans. <laughs> uh, the Tiedemann family consisted of Hans, his wife Louisa, his mother Vipka, 
and six children. Wilhelmine Hannah, who unfortunately died in infancy. August Johannes, who survived to adulthood. Emma, who died at 15. Ernst, who died in infancy. Dora Louise, who survived to adulthood. And Albert, who also died in infancy. So, unfortunately, he had a pretty rough string of children not I'll making tell you it. what, Cleveland Clinic has come a long way. <laughs> right, 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 absolutely. <laughs> um, so, it's alleged that Tiedemann also fathered another child named Herbert with a woman by the name of Ella May Clark. Now, I couldn't find a whole lot on that. I'm just telling you, this is just, these are just rumors and stuff on here. Herbert, folks. the love child. <laughs> Herbert. Herbert. You guys coming out to this house here? You can take your shirt off if you want to. Oh, Chris, you're awful sexy. Super. <laughs> Super. Get back here with your fat ass. <laughs> Chris, you get back here. <laughs> I can't even do it. You guys aren't doing the whistle at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. trying. I'm, I'm waiting. Trying I'm waiting for one of you to get it. On January 15th, 1891, Tiedemann's 15-year-old daughter, Emma, succumbed to diabetes. And the house saw its second death not long afterwards when Tiedemann's elderly mother, Vipka, died. And during the next three years, the Tiedemanns would bury three more children, giving rise to speculation that there was more than there's more to their deaths than what they actually think. You think they buried them in the backyard? Well, there, there, there's a lot of speculation as far as uh, and and we'll get through some of this. And uh, nice, did you make it? No, you not, suck. Even, not even close. So there's a lot of speculation about um, how these kids actually. There's a lot of stories about people hearing children crying in the house in the castle now like like recently right uh say what <laughs> like recently like well just just yeah in okay. later years or whatever so when people say they went to the, the 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 house or whatever it just grabbed the beer it's not gonna matter riley's over here opening up a freaking cooler <laughs> and it just sounds like the a bat cave opening up like, now crack crack it on the mic crack it oh there you go it's crack it cave. ready ready and very oh, nice there it is Vizca. All right, so uh, so unfortunately, there's a lot of deaths going on, and of course, in that day and age, everyone's like, you know, something smells weird. This guy's German, and he's killing everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so to distract to distract his wife Louise from the tragedies, he started to begin um, extensive construction on the home, adding a ballroom which runs the length of the house on the fourth floor of the manor. And also during this building, turrets and gargoyles were added to the castle's look, giving the house an even more pronounced castle appearance. Now, if you guys get online and you look up the Franklin Castle in Cleveland, Ohio, it legit looks spooky as shit. Yeah. <laughs> even in the middle of the day with the sun shining and everything else, it looks spooky as hell. Now, just imagine that this place has like got so many rooms and so many whatever. I mean, it's 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 super cool. It's super cool to have there. It sucks that it's... um uninhabited now but we'll get into that we'll, we'll talk about that so this guy's wife had a bunch of like fit like terminating our their kids died a lot of death in correct. their family right correct and so to distract his wife from the death of their children he built stone monsters on their house sounds legit doesn't it yeah that makes sense yeah me. that's yeah. what i would do i'd build big yeah, towers yeah. and stone yeah. monsters for my wife to look at darling darling I know you're not feeling well. Still <laughs> rushing. The garden, all right. Hey, I'm gonna go back here and make some stuff. Hey, I'll see you later. Okay. No. I just yeah. imagine like a greasy Russian dude in like a tracksuit every time you talk like that. Maybe that's who I am. 
<laughs> anyway, so it's rumored that there's there's hidden rooms and passageways they were used for bootlegging during prohibition. prohibition yeah. yeah. And it's also suggested that these rooms were built as a way for Hans to hide his murderous acts from Luisa, allowing him to freely freely roam without provocation, killing and raping as he pleased. No, who did he kill? Now, there's a lot of speculation with all this. I'm telling you, man, I've I've read pretty much Everything I could find. Okay. And most of it's all the same. But every now and then, someone will throw a curveball at me. You know? And I'll just be like, ah, oh, this is the same, same, same. What the fuck is that? <laughs> like, what? What? How did that? Where did that come from? So there's a lot of that. So after losing his wife, Louisa, on March 24th, 1895, to liver failure at the age of 57, Tiedemann remarried. His second wife's name was Henrietta. This marriage led to rumors regarding Louisa's initial cause of death, causing some people to believe he had a hand in her death because, like, she died, he remarried. See, this is what happened. The kids all died. The wife was sad. He built some gargoyle statues. She thought it was the dumbest idea ever and couldn't believe what the hell was going on, so he killed her and got a new life. I mean, it's possible. It is possible. I feel like everyone who made fun of his gargoyles died. (laughs) He's like, oh, you don't like that, huh? Come here. (laughs) I got a room to show you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me show you where they created them and sculpt them. We both do the horrible German accents. It it doesn't matter because you know what? All the (laughs) listeners know exactly. This is German. Yeah, yeah, German, yeah. Yeah, Let's show you the gargoyles. You gotta have like a little bit of fruitiness. It's like Hans and Franz. Listen, if you're doing... That's Austrian. If you're doing a German accent, there's only two options. You either sound... You sound like this and you're gay or you are like this and you are the Nazis. There's there's no other option. Well, if you are a gay Nazi, you could be both. <laughs> all right, so the next year, uh, him and his wife, the Henrietta or whatever, they got divorced within a year. All right, like done. So the next year, Hans sold the house to the Molhauser family, and Tiedemann died on January 22nd, 1908, following a massive stroke he suffered while on a walk in a park, though it has been claimed that he died due to complications relating to arterial sclerosis. Uh, he is buried at Cleveland's Riverside Cemetery. Ooh. We all know where that is, right? Well, yeah. if you don't know where it is, folks, it's in Cleveland. <laughs> By this time, he and the entire Tiedemann family were dead, leaving no one to inherit his vast estate. Dun, dun, dun. Like everybody in his entire family was gone. So there was, I mean, I don't even know like what the actual number is of how much he left, but there was a lot of money that just... Oh, you could be damn sure the government is like, whoop, oh, the state swept sure. under rug. Absolutely. Okay. There's no family left. So Let's side note, this. do you guys know the difference between a cemetery and a graveyard? Mm. Don't look it up. Don't you dare Google that. Cemetery is a Catholic thing, right? Um, You're you're kind of right. There's two different parts. And a graveyard you, you is just a You better not be graveyard. looking it up. I swear to God, I'm going to throw my can at your face. <laughs> good, good fathering right there. Um, A graveyard is a graveyard, and the cemetery has to deal with the Catholic church. Actually, it's the opposite. A graveyard is connected to a church, and a cemetery is a standalone entity. Oh. Yeah. And then the other difference is is that you can bury ashes in a cemetery, but you cannot bury ashes in a graveyard. That's really? what, seriously, that's, dude, I'm telling you that. You can tune a piano, but you cannot tune a fish. <laughs> you can pick your friend's <laughs> nose, but you can't, wait, what? All squares are rectangles. But not all rectangles are squares. You're a square. (laughs) (laughs) Greatest comeback of all time. (laughs) All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be right back. And listen, we have an awesome sponsor for you guys, so uh, pay attention. New for Marksman Brantley. 
becomes a great fun family game to contact the dead. Hey there, kids! Do you want to contact the dead? Perhaps you have a grandma that died. Then maybe have some money hidden in the house. <laughs> and you want to know where it is? Well, I got the answer for you. It's simple. Buy our Ouija board. board. Buy our Ouija board. Yeah. Contact your grandma and get all the money. All right, and we are back, and thank you guys for hanging out for the uh, Midnight Dream podcast, and we're talking about the Franklin Castle, and uh, again, a lot of you may or may not know about the place, but it's it's considered one of Ohio's most haunted houses, like, it's it's crazy to me, so we were talking about, you know, um, Hans... Hans Tiedemann, who had German the, people. It, it's almost like the villain cast from Die Hard is inhabiting this house. It, Castle. I'm maybe, sorry. Maybe that's where. Maybe that's where it came from. Yeah. Maybe instead of the Yakatomi Towers or Yakanomi, <laughs> it's the Franklin it's, Castle. Is <laughs> the Franklin Castle? What was the What was the black kid in the limo? <laughs> what was his Argyle? 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's, and, he's dude, hanging out in Ohio City at like Edison's Pizza, like, just waiting. <laughs> and what was the dad? The dad was from uh, what was the show? Family Matters. Yeah. Uh, uh, not Carl. Carl Winslow. Carl Winslow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Nerd alert. Right. Um. All right. So anyway. We were talking about that, and you guys learned some little bit of information between the difference between a cemetery and a graveyard, which I thought was actually kind of cool. So from 1921 to 1968, the house functioned as a home to various German and cultural organizations, which we'll come back to later on. So this is like a halfway house or like a you know, it homeless just, It just changed shelter? hands over and over again because... You know, back, you know, in, in, in early 1900s or whatever, it's, you know, he passed away and then they were like, well, what do we do with this? And then who so, is who, though? The city? Who is what? You what? said, what do we do with this? Who, who is? Well, I would assume it go into probate. So it'd have to be the city or the state. That, See, the government people. I'm trying to well, tell you <laughs> for all these episodes that the government takes everything. Uh, well, I mean, you know, we love the government because they're listening right now. <laughs> in January 1968, James Romano, his wife, and six children settled Deborah. in the home. <laughs> Deborah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Sorry. I could yeah. never get behind that show, dude. It I was could, great. I, I could never it. get behind that it. show. It's his voice is bothering me when he talked all the time. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so his wife and six children settled in the home, and the Romano family reported several encounters with ghosts in their new home. Oh, here we go. This is where it begins. This is where it starts, right. And attempted exorcisms and even had a now defunct ghost hunting group, the Northeast Ohio Psychical, I'm on, I hope I'm saying it right, Psychical, Psychical, Psychical Research Society investigate the castle. By 1974, the Romanos decided to leave the house. The OG Ghostbusters <laughs> told him to get out. <laughs> and sold it to Sam Muscatello. And I looked up a bunch of research on him and I couldn't find much on him either. Who planned to turn the castle into a church. So to raise money for the church... Um, he was at doing haunted house tours and overnight stays at the castle. Okay, time out. You got a castle, right? Yeah. And you're like, what do I do with this property? There's a lot of room. There's a lot of potential to do stuff. It's got fucking gargoyle statues on the roof. You know what? Let's make it a church. I didn't say it was a smart idea. I'm just saying that's what Mr. Muscatello was trying to do with this. So he, he literally... <laughs> Come on in and worship God. Don't mind the gargoyles on the ceiling. I, I'm not real sure how it worked, especially like if you're trying to like build a church and you're having a haunted house there. I feel like that's kind of counterproductive, you know, like it doesn't really. Uh, anyway, feel like low on faith. Come down to Gargoyle Castle. <laughs> Get spooked for Jesus. 
So um, human bones were actually found in a closet in 1975, but it's believed that they were planted by the new owner, Mr. Muscatello, and uh, looking to gain publicity for his ghost tours for the property. He's going viral back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, putting, he was trying. Yeah, putting he, stuff he in the closet. Yeah. In reality, it's right. like somebody he killed and blamed it on somebody else. <laughs> He's like, and now if you listen carefully, this is a haunted ghost. And now for the next clip. <laughs> so in 1982, um, the Franklin Castle was added to the National Register of Historic Places. So it's actually considered a historic building. And that was what year? In 1982. 82. Oh, 82. so the 80. It took to the 80s yeah. to finally people were like, okay, let's make this a historic place. So this kind of brings us to the 80s here. And in 1984, a, uh, a gentleman by the name of Michael Davinko, which is funny that okay, do you know who Julie and Julie Judy Garland is? Yeah. Okay. It's actually Judy Garland's fifth and last husband. He purchased the Franklin Castle and almost immediately started making major renovations to the house. Over the next 10 years, Davinko spent close to $1 million renovating the castle. <laughs> He's like, yo, I got this Wizard of Oz money. <laughs> right. Let's dump it in this place. <laughs> I got that Dorothy loot, bro. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right, right. So we anyway. represent the Lollipop <laughs> Guild. <laughs> We'll put hot tubs and PS4s in every room. Right, right, absolutely. So he was he put a, he was putting close to a million dollars into the place, um, and even going as far as to track down some of the original furnishings. So despite all this, Devanko put the house up for sale in 1994. So he only had it for ten years. Now in na- April of 1999, Michelle Heimberger. Heimberger, another German name. Has there name. ever been like a, just a white bread straight up American that is I mean, yeah, it's been Italians and Germans so far. Yeah, Tom Smith. <laughs> Bob. I don't like that. Bob, Bob Williams. Lazar. Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. That um, in April of 1999, Michelle Heimberger, 26, of San Francisco, bought the building for $350,000 cash. Cash now, money. Think about that. How That's- old was she? 26. She had that much money just in uh, cash? Apparently she But did. that's not a lot. I mean, look at these houses going up nowadays in developments. I mean, obviously the cost of inflation and... and uh, yeah, this is 1999, you know, so it's not living, too long ago. But yeah, $500,000. $350,000 for a fucking house or a castle that big? Yeah. Yeah, she got, she got a steal. But then again... You know, look supposedly was haunted. Though, you know? Yeah. yeah, the neighborhood yeah. wasn't the greatest. Which it does. And listen, the neighborhood is getting much better now. I will say that. Well, the oh, bar yeah. wasn't. Very I mean, low, it's the hipster central. They renovated it, and these hipsters pay like. I'm sorry if you're a hipster and you rent and live there. And if you don't know what a hipster is, uh, good. Anyway, um, so uh, she bought the place, and she's from San Francisco. Bought it for three hundred fifty thousand dollars in November of nineteen ninety nine. A fire consumed the castle, causing over two hundred thousand dollars in damage. Hmm. Then again, in March of two thousand eleven, the castle was set ablaze. This time intentionally. I was going to say insurance fraud right there. Well, I no, they actually found the person that set it up. So the first time it caught on fire, some people who she had a party there for Halloween. I and that's someone that Kenny was at. <laughs> That'd be amazing if it was. Yeah, right. So she had a party and she flew in like, I don't know, between 200 and 300 guests from out west, from uh, California or whatever, to come to this party at this castle. Because obviously it's like, oh, come party at my haunted castle I just bought. I don't know, whatever. So would they, you? I, mean, I, mean, I, I would, would yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> I'd be too scared. <laughs> <laughs> so she ended up uh, having these people come out. And then what they're speculating is, is that somebody who was at the party... They unlocked a, they had this like huge, big, like steel door that had a big bolt on it, bolt lock, and they unlocked it. Next thing you know, they came in there and there was like, one person was arrested on the first one, not really charged, and then three other people fled from the scene. Hmm. So 
that's what happened with that one. So in the second time, it was only around uh, $50,000, all right? So now, when asked if the house was haunted, her her dad, Alan, Alan, Alan Hanberger, uh, Michelle's father, was quoted as saying, absolutely, my hair would stand on end when I was in that house. And he even went further to say, a friend of Michelle's got so freaked out and scared by something that he ran out the door and down the street in his underwear. Ooh. It's pretty amazing. I mean, Sounds you, like he was more than a friend then if he's in his underwear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why are you in your drows, bruh? Yeah. No, it happened. A bunch of homeless people live in there haunting the place, you know? <laughs> well, there were a lot out. of homeless people that actually were like in and out of there for quite yeah. some time. They're like knocking on the door. Yeah. like Because yeah. the caretaker, on I believe it was the second time the caretaker of the place actually had to be hospitalized because he was in there when it caught fire. Like people used to just, I mean, just mess that. But you, you've driven by it before and oh, seen yeah. all the graffiti and stuff like that which is so stupid yeah. but whatever. leave it to humans to ruin a good thing <laughs> i said leave it to humans to ruin a good thing oh yeah that's what we do yeah, yeah the amazon's cool this right world now, be right? so much better without humans i, I swear fine. all right so well, now we're doing our best to get rid of us so yeah so now hauntings and this is what everybody is hopefully looking towards i feel like we need to bring down the lights and i gotta bring my voice out here i gotta bring out the spooky no i'm not gonna do that yeah the okay. spookiness yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so everything from doors opening and closing footsteps things moving around some people have reported putting something down and then going back later to find it and it would be there or it wouldn't be there and then the next day it would be in a different room and a different floor all right that so was the, just the homeless people right so the, the scampering across the room yeah. Yeah, what, what was that Shh. <laughs> so anyway, that actually came from a, a, a book called uh, Haunted Franklin Castle by William Kretschke, I think it is. So, you know, there's th- th- listen, this if you look online, there's a ton of shit about this. So the story goes that the construction of the castle's elaborate turrets, prominent gargoyles, and increasingly large network of rooms were an attempt to distract his wife from a ceaseless barrage of death. Remember, I mentioned this earlier. Yeah. That is until she also passed away. So... So what they're speculating is, is that all these rooms and stuff were built because he was actually like murdering people. He was raping, murdering and whatever. And and we're going to get to the woman in black here shortly, who a lot of people from the area have claimed to see over and over again throughout the years. Okay. So there's been the woman in black. They say you can drive by and if the windows are not boarded up, which I don't know if they are now or not. I haven't been there in a while. It wasn't when I did, but that was... At least eight years ago. Right. I haven't been around there in a while. I feel like we need to just take a trip there and just, you know, take a couple pictures in front yeah. of it. Like, selfie. Let's take a <laughs> selfie. Anyway, so um, after Tiedemann sold the property, it spent several decades as a German cultural center. The tales of haunting picked up in the 1960s as a report of surging electricity, the sound of babies crying, and a mysterious woman in black gained steam. Human bones were found in a closet in 1975, like we talked about earlier, but that was not really believed. They thought it was just kind of the hype, but the leading theory is that they were planted by the new owner, of course, who was looking to put the place on the map. Yeah, that guy sucks. Anyway, (laughs) as the years have gone by, tales of Franklin Castle have grown more numerous and fantastical and now include an axe murder, a mass shooting, alleged hanging uh, death of uh, Hedeman's illegitimate daughter, Many stories focus on heinous acts like um, that that supposedly took place in tunnels below the house, which seem unlikely. But you know, because you know there are no tunnels underneath the house. But these are all things that people have created. 
All right, so it's chains owners many times, yada, 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 and we were talking about all of them. So the Mulhauser family sold the castle to the, a local German socialist party in 1913. This, this, this was my favorite part of this. So they sold in 1913. Riley, when was World War I? I think it was the early 1900s. Well, obviously, yeah, but I think it was, oh, God, it was 11-11. November 11th is when the Treaty of Versailles was signed. I don't remember what year it was, though. It was like 1920, maybe? 1918? I look. It Are up. you asking me or telling me? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> World War One ended on the Google Summit. 1918, yes, there we go. 1918, okay. When did it start? Stop asking the questions. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what you're here for. <laughs> uh, well, it was when Gavrilo Princip shot Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Correct. In Serbia or Bosnia. Right. Uh, for, 1914. 1914. Okay. To 1918. So this is like four years. Wow. So this is like right before World War One started, okay? So the Mulhauser family sold the castle to, a, to the local German socialist party. It was supposedly used by them to conduct meetings and host parties. There were rumors that the socialists may have actually been using the house as a spy headquarters during World War One. A German shortwave radio was eventually found hidden in the rafters in the house years later. And allegedly, the secret passages in the house were the scene of a gruesome murder during the time of the German Socialist Party owned the house. Well, you know what's interesting about World War One is that, the, <laughs> well, there's a lot. That was but, a weird segue, but go ahead. So the, the Germans, America in, in World War Two. Everyone was in America was anti-German, you know, like the screw those Nazis, blah blah blah. The but Krauts. The, well, yeah. Gotta so, get those Krauts. Exactly. But in the World War World War One, I, I got a girl at home. See, <laughs> I gotta get back to her. See, in World War One, the Germans weren't the bad guys like they were in World War Two. They were just they they were the opposite party of the Triple Entente, which was like England, France, and I think Italy. Italy. Yeah, they were not like the the quote-unquote bad guys like we make out the Nazis to be in World War II. So a lot of Americans actually sympathized with the Germans, especially if they had German ancestry. Okay, so so during this time, uh, the, the castle, obviously <laughs> having the German Socialist Party there or whatever, uh, it, it may have possibly been the site of a politically motivated mass murder. Um, it is claimed that a group was machine-gunned down uh, during a dispute in the house. When was this? What year? Uh, it doesn't say an actual year. It's just saying hypothetically this is what happened. Not hypothetically, but this is the rumor of it. So basically 20 Nazi party members were killed in a room in the house. Like well, gunned down. The Nazi party didn't start until the late 20s, early 30s. Thirties. I don't know what the date is, but listen. But they've owned. They were a part of this. The uh, I talked about this earlier. But the excuse me, the German. They had it for decades. The German cultural whatever they had yeah. it for a long time. So it didn't. They didn't just have it for nineteen thirteen. They had it for like decades. Well, that's they why I'm wondering there. when this saying from anywhere from nineteen fifteen to nineteen forty is a pretty large range of years for this Nazi. But you can't say happen. it didn't happen. But you can't prove it did, man. Oh. Be so a lot follow me on this. Okay. <laughs> follow me on this. They filmed the Avengers in Cleveland, right? Rewind back to the day Franklin Castle. Hail Hydra, Red Skull had the Tesseract in the basement, and that's why they filmed the Avengers in Cleveland later to recover the Tesseract, right? Ladies and gentlemen, and uh, that is why uh, Jeff is not allowed to speak very often. <laughs> that's your 50th word, Jeff. Congratulations. You're done You're for the done podcast. For the, no. right. See you later. The Tesseract. <laughs> Dude, by the way, um, Red Skull... Was probably one of my favorites uh, visually. Um, the visual effects 
uh, like prosthetics that they put on somebody. Yeah. Because who was it? Hugo Weaving? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I loved that. And I love how they brought Mr. him back. Mr. Anderson. And end. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Anderson. By the way, another interesting fact about World War One, I, I just remembered. So you know how the Germans, we said, like I just said that the Germans weren't the bad guys. Well, they weren't until, did you know that in World War One Germany sent Mexico a telegram Asking them to invade us from the south, and then they would pay them to invade us to keep us from going. We to... intercepted it. Yeah, we we it was called the Zimmerman telegram. Yeah, and we intercepted it because they wanted Mexico to invade us so that we wouldn't help the war in, in or Europe with like England. And that's what made us kind of go, "Oh, wait a minute." Yeah, we're like, <laughs> ah, now we know whose side we're on. Because... Yeah, all right, Germans. Nice. All right. And Mexico, Mexico was almost. They would have probably done it because back then, like. We were a lot closer in power to Mexico. And we had what a lot. What are you going to of- do? Throw a bunch of oranges at us? Like, I mean, like, we <laughs> 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 just kidding, Mexican friends out there. What's the the guy in Mexico that you know? Davy. Davy. If you're listening yeah. out there, I'm totally teasing, man. <laughs> totally kidding. I love you guys. I love. I love everyone. Davy. By the way, just a side note. He sent me this video the other day. He had a tarantula crawling on his house Ugh. outside. I'm assuming you either burnt the house down. Or you shot that shit up. I'll have to find out. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. He showed real. it to me, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I think I would pull out every gun I have and yeah. just, yeah. But even though I hear tarantulas, really, they don't bite, from what I hear. Like, but it's a tarantula, like a wild one crawling on the I mean, side of the house. I, I don't no. mind spiders, dude. It's snakes, dude. I ain't fucking yeah, with snakes. I don't like snakes either. Well, imagine the snakes they have down there. Imagine spider snakes. Oh, imagine if snakes could fly. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> done kill me now dude i'm done so anyway some um witnesses actually claim that the ghosts continue to still have political discussions in the house (laughs) swear to god that this is an actual thing anybody walking downstairs and just a bunch of ghosts are talking about like well i'm not putting my vote in for him absolutely not (laughs) wait (laughs) did you hear about the tax policy he was talking about no way all right, so so basically, there was a long stretch of time where they had uh, it was unoccupied. There was unlikely, unlikely that the owners rented parts of the house out to, or was likely that they rented it out various times. And during an interview in the 1970s, a nurse claimed that she had once visited the house during the 1930s to care for an ailing attorney. While in the house at night, she was often frightened by the sound of a small child crying. Even after 40 years after her last visit to Franklin Castle, this nurse claimed that she would never step foot in that home again. Remember, that's the one thing. That was the recurring um, uh, um, thing that thing? happened. That was when I can't think of a word, I just say thing. I've noticed that. I'd be like, ah, you know, what's that stuff you put in your car? The, yeah, that thing. I don't know why I do that. I do that all the time. It's just the thing. Look at Riley's face. I, if you guys watch YouTube, <laughs> this is like the most amazing moment right now. You can literally say, why are you my dad? That's, you can see it in his face. Well, I know why you're my dad. Oh, like, you know why. You know yeah, why. Yeah. Yeah, but, but why? But how? Why, yeah. God? Why? All right. So, <laughs> so, into the Romano family in January of Debra. 1968. <laughs> <Debra>. <laughs> in 1968, in January of 1968, the German socialists sold Franklin Castle to James Romano. Almost immediately after moving into the home, family members began experiencing strange things. The Romano mm. children would often speak of their newfound friend that they would play with up in the fourth floor ballroom. Oftentimes, the children would ask their mother for extra cookies for their mysterious friends. Mrs. Romano also began to feel the presence of Mrs. Tiedemann in the home and also heard organ music coming from different areas of the home. Looking for explanations, the family contacted the Northeast Ohio Psychical Research Society, as we mentioned earlier, a local team of ghost hunters to investigate the castle. 
If the stories are to be to be believed, one of the hunters ran screaming from Franklin Castle in the middle of the investigation. Shortly after the investigation, the Roman was turned to a Catholic priest for help who allegedly refused to bless the house because what he felt when he stepped inside the Franklin Castle. It was just really cold. He's like, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't got a jacket. I can't do it. So yeah, that's that's Is that how that's, Catholic priests sound to you, like Michael Jackson. Hey, Tito, <laughs> <laughs> grab my jacket. I gotta it's bless these guys. children. I gotta bless these children. So after enduring several more years of ghostly activity, the Romanos finally decided to sell the house in 1974. Franklin Castle was sold to the family, who would single-handedly bring <laughs> the legend. I would, I would like to be the, the the real estate guy, the agent sitting in the office, like, "Hey, Bob, we got the uh, Franklin Castle again. You want to take it? No, you take it this time." <laughs> like, damn it! Yeah, <laughs> like again. He gets home. What's wrong, uh, honey? Did you have a he's bad day? He's out there with Sage himself, like trying to <laughs> clean the house. <laughs> Hey, we gotta fucking sell this fucking thing. Ten percent APR. God damn it! <laughs> it's gonna be a late one, Susan. I got Franklin Castle again. Ah, oh, that's hilarious. So, by all accounts, Sam Muscatello, who was the eager guy or whatever, he actually went on to radio and actually had like, uh, John, remember Webster and Malone? Yeah, he had John Webster come in with them, and a, a tape recorder was actually pulled from his shoulder and thrown down a staircase. Nice. Yeah, so these are just little things that have happened or whatever. So, you know, all these people have come in and they've bought this damn or place and then they're, they're just bouncing out is what it is, all right? So um, so Franklin Castle, again with Muscatello family, the, the family of the Muscatello family finally decided to sell the Franklin Castle. From there, the castle quickly passed through a series of owners, including Richard Hangisto, the then Cleveland chief of police, <laughs> Who owned the castle for less than a year? Hangisto and his family lasted less than a year in the castle before selling it to George Murak Mercada, who owned the castle till 1984. And then that's when Michael Davinko came in, and they just said they heard nothing but all kinds of crazy stuff, and they just couldn't even handle being in there very long. So there is a small room near the rear of the house where a baby skeleton was found. Ooh, the baby was supposedly the victim of an inept doctor. And several people have reported hearing the cries of a baby within the house's walls. Right, so that's the ongoing thing. My question is: Did these people did these people know that about the history of the house? But when they were in there and they heard the baby crying, like they heard about the dead children, and then they heard about like they knew that the baby skeleton was there. Because if people have this preconceived notion that oh, there's a lot of children died here, I feel like they're more they'd be more likely to hear. Something you as opposed to, if you went in there dry and had no idea what you were doing and no idea any of the history and you heard a baby cry, that would give a lot more credibility. And that's exactly where I'm at with this whole thing. I mean, obviously, we're not closing the case yet, not but yet. but when we get to that, I'm on that page of what you're talking All about. Right. We'll get to that point. That's, that's a very valid point, though. So there are also many stories of an axe murder, which took place in the Mike front. Myers. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Like Mike Myers, Wayne's World, Mike Myers. Oh, my so God. I married Greatest an ex murderer. Like, cat, Greatest, like cat I thought you were talking Wayne about Myers? Halloween, Mike Myers <laughs> no, at first. No, no, and it doesn't uh, make any sense. I was going to yeah. make a joke about that, but dude, so I married an yeah. ex murderer. So <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Whoa, man. Whoa, man. If you haven't seen that movie, get out there and watch that movie. Um, there are also many stories of an ex murder that took place in the front tower um, room. The victim of this axe murder can be seen occasionally standing in the window known as the woman in black, as I mentioned earlier. Question for you real quick. How come 
when someone gets murdered with an axe, it's an axe murder. But if I murder you with a knife, no one's like, and a knife murdering happened here tonight. It doesn't roll off the tongue as good. It's just axe murder. Is that the only thing? It's got more selling. That's actually a really good question because, like, if I cut you up with a chainsaw or killed you with a chainsaw, I'm not going to be called the chainsaw murderer. No. No, a chainsaw murder happened tonight, or like, you know, a push down the stairs murder happened tonight. Is it just because of how, like, you know, I don't know, like, just brutal i mean look at your axes. shirt let's, let's let's show the shirt yeah 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 you guys see so, uh, bigfoot with an axe oh you by the way you can pick these shirts up at the midnight dream podcast.com um this is a uh, bigfoot with an axe now look he's holding an axe right right and, now, and if you if you didn't have the axe like if you covered that up and we didn't have an axe on that it wouldn't look as tough so right? not intimidating that's what i'm saying it's just a big furry guy it's a sellable point, right it's sellable to say axe murder but the second he has the axe it's like oh shit but if you said knife murder and you had a silhouette of a guy standing with a knife it's like who cares yeah i mean what's gonna do cut my toast chainsaw, yeah that's pretty cool i mean speaking of chainsaw by the way it was good to see him and yeah. todd out there we're giving a shout out to chainsaw and todd happy even though birth, belated birthday happy belated, mr chainsaw birthday, yeah to our buddy chainsaw um uh, you most of you listeners out there probably have no idea who chainsaw is um and i'm not gonna tell you yeah you gotta do the research <laughs> yeah you gotta figure it out yep so a bunch of stories. Anyway, the woman in black. Uh, and supposedly, there's a secret passageway in the house where Hans Tiedemann reportedly hung his illegitimate daughter, Karen. Remember how earlier we were talking about how he had an illegitimate daughter? Uh, so supposedly, he he killed her in the house. Ah, <laughs> <Aww>, Karen! <laughs> Karen. <laughs> it is Karen's ghost, which is one of the most popular, and she is usually seen on the third floor room also known as the cold room because it is said to be 10 degrees colder than the rest of the house at all times. It's just got like three AC vents. <laughs> just just an AC unit in that room yeah. alone. Why is it so cold in here? It's Karen. Karen. There's like a ghost for every room in this house. <laughs> yeah, you notice right? this happening? This right. is Karen's like, room. There's the axe so, guy room. There's, there's the, the lady in black room. room. There's the Karen, the cold uh, ghost room. It's a room. cornucopia of haunted rooms. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's a hauntacopia. So she is usually dressed in black. She's Maybe. tall, thin, and eerie. Did you say a hauntatopia? Hauntacopia. Jesus Christ. That's a new shirt. Yep, there it is. Hauntatopia. Or hauntacopia. With a bunch of ghosts just coming out of it. <laughs> like a cornucopia. Like Thanksgiving yeah. basket, but then there's ghosts coming <laughs> out. ghosts coming out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, all right, so, so she's uh, tall, thin, and eerie, and other related stories are that she is a young servant girl named Rachel that Hans murdered or one of his mistress, mistress, my mouth literally just shut off. How now, brown cow? <laughs> one of his mistresses that found the same fate. Now, there was a couple that lived in the house for some time whose children told them that they wanted to give a cookie to a little girl. This is another couple. That lived in his house. He wanted to give a cookie to a little girl who would not stop crying. Presumably one of the Hans Tiedermann's children. One of Hans Tiedermann's children's. Children's. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm telling you, my mouth is just retarded right now. I mean, handicapped. You I, mean, what, I mean, stop talking. Yeah, edit, thank you. Um, Mrs. Tiedermann is also said to have possessed the wife of one of the former owners for a period of time. So here's Ooh. something. I have an eight-year-old and a four-year-old little brother. And I'm pretty sure that if they had a kid upstairs... When it's just the two of them with the kid upstairs that was crying, they wouldn't come downstairs and ask for a cookie for him. They'd be freaking out. These are the same kids that yeah, cry when you turn the bedroom no, 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 light on. No, no, that's because you know that's today. Yeah, they're poisoned with they're media soft. and movies. Yeah, and oh, soft. Okay, okay. Kids are soft. Back, Back in the day, then. when you saw a Specter of a Child and you were also a child, you're like, oh, cool. Let's, let's play yeah, I mean, dolls. Yeah. You had were stories back then. You I had mean, a hearsay. Yeah, I had a I had an invisible friend when I was a kid. All my you friends know? are invisible still. <laughs> 
What's going on? And that, folks, is a singer. <laughs> self right. Listen, if you feel bad That's for Riley. That's called self-immolation. Yeah, if, you, if, you're, if you're feel bad for Riley, please send me uh, a message over. You can just find us at the Midnight Train Podcast at gmail.com. Everybody out there listening, when you get a second, a spare second, when you get on Facebook, search Riley Sayer. And add him as a friend, please. I need. I want to see how many friends yeah. we can get him. <laughs> yes, please add Riley Sayer on there just to let him know that he's he's not alone. He has invisible friends. This is so sad. <laughs> That's freaking amazing. All right, so all right, let's get to the bottom of this. What do you guys think about all of this? Everything that I brought out today. What right, do you think you about the Franklin first? Castle? Yeah, go ahead. All right, <clears throat> here's what I think. It's spooky looking, so it's easy to twist and come up with these amazing stories and tales and it's god it's had has so many owners and families move into that place it's it's no wonder why people think it's haunted i mean if it were like one family and then one other person bought it and then said it was haunted i would give it a little more uh credence yeah yeah, yeah because it was like it, it's it's more believable when you have people coming in and out and in and out and in and out every other year and all these different people. And then this person dies and that person dies. And, you know, we found a uh, bones in a closet and a skeleton baby and all this stuff. It's like, all right, come on. Like really? That's for you. And this is <laughs> for all my new Facebook friends. Yes. <laughs> Facebook friends. Go. So no, I get what you're saying completely. And so I think it's just like, like anything else. So I, I did as much as I could. And I, I looked up to see if I could find any kind of like um, actual reports of like any murders there or any um, anything through police reports or whatever. And the only thing that was ever pulled up were the two um, fires that took place. Yeah. And there's too many stories. So that's the thing. Like to me, there's not one consistent one. Right. I'll yeah. believe a story when there's like one ghost. Right. But when there's like the woman in black, the guy with the axe, the baby in the, the skull, the, the, yeah, the, the Nazis bones in the, the closet, Nazis the who Nazis are, who, I are mean, still, you know. who are still having um, 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 democratic political, yeah. talks. political talks. There yeah. it is. Yeah. Talking about their favorite yes. yeah. social policy. Will. Yeah. Do so, you like the, uh, do the I new guy? <laughs> do I buy it? No, absolutely not. I think it is a very creepy place. I think if you walk up on it and it's like the right time of day, even at night, you're going to be like, okay, there's some shit in this place, obviously, because of all the history and everything and how old it is and how it looks. But it is, is it truly? I, I think it's beautiful. Right. Is it truly, truly like a haunted place where all these things die and get sucked into the house and they live, they become part of the house? No, no. What do we talk about all the time? I, I, if you want something to be something, your your psyche is going to make it right. happen. You know what I mean? So if you right. walk in there and you're like, oh, this place is haunted. Yeah, you're going to hear something that's going to make you think like you just said earlier. You know, you you if you're you have a predisposition of knowing what the that about the kids supposedly dying in there and people hearing that you're going to walk in and you're going to hear something that sounds like a baby. Yeah. I mean, if you're imagine walking up to that place at night and, it, and for those of you who aren't familiar with it, we'll post pictures so you can actually mm -hmm. see what it looks like. But you walk up to this place at night and you hear all these stories, everything we talked about tonight. Of course, any little thing like a mouse in a wall or some old wood warping, you're going to think it's a ghost right off the bat because you already have this preconceived notion that's in it. your head that's built up and all the hype. You I think know that's what, I mean? what the majority of that stuff is. Too, exactly. Is it? Like, like people who don't even know like the full story. That's why I wanted to go through the entire thing. I wanted to go through and say, this is like the truth and, you know, what we found because, you know, what we do, we try to bring the facts out and whatever and then try to debunk rumors or whatever. Um I think that when you realize that, like, okay, 
this guy moved into the or had the place built. He was successful. He, you know, he was a, a German immigrant. He brought himself up. Of course he did, because back then it's America, you know, mm-hmm. you can do whatever. And then unfortunately he had a series of events that was just horrible, like his family passing away or whatever. But there's no definitive, there's no proof whatsoever that he murdered anyone. There's no proof whatsoever that he he was having a mistress. Now, now listen, he may have been, you know, stooping there or whatever. I don't know. Right. I mean, that's got nothing to do with anything. I'm just saying, like, there's no proof that he's killed anybody in there. As far as the <laughs> as far as the Nazi thing and them just killing twenty Nazis in a room because of whatever I come on now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that scene in Inglorious Bastards where they're just like yeah. mowing down just the Nazis. Spraying them yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> That's what uh, it went down like. I'm pretty well, sure. Well the best part about this though is that all these secret rooms, all these tunnels and all these different things, they don't exist. Right. They, there you go. Their imagination. Right. They literally yeah. don't exist. Like they're not there. Like, of course, there's a ton of rooms in the place. And there's only one um, bathroom. There was like a servant quarter. Oh. I don't know about one bathroom. I hope not. God, that's a big ass house. But um, there was one like servant quarter that had like a little passageway to go into like the kitchen or something like that. But that was it. There's no the fact that people find this place to be so haunted. It's all hearsay. It's all visual. When you have a structure that large and and that kind of uh, American Gothic uh, theme, like with decor and all that, you know, like the gargoyles and all that stuff. That's the first thing you're going to think of. You know what I mean? It's the first thing that's going to come into your head when you see something like that in person. You're going to be like, this place is haunted. Holy crap. It looks like a traditional, what we are perceived and used to as a haunted house, right? I mean, when you go to a haunted house in the Halloween time or you see them on the movies and and TV, it looks exactly like this place looks like. For sure. So obviously you're going to think that right off the rip without any kind of experience or anything. And it just boggles my mind that the... the, um it's considered one of the most haunted houses in Ohio. They haven't been to my house. <laughs> <laughs> you got aliens or something in the backyard. Yeah, Riley, right. what do you think? I think that so every horror story or every story needs a setting, right? And the Franklin Castle is the perfect blank canvas. For it's the Tesseract. For, a hor- <laughs> for the Tesseract. <laughs> for the Tesseract, yeah. It's got a great backstory. It's got a great backstory, but also it was it's creepy looking. It's got tall turrets and spires it's in the middle of a populated urban area it's got every story you can you can want behind it it's got creepy gargoyles and it's got a mysterious back in the day you know it's a german immigrant he's not an american it's mysterious he's doing bad things people are dying why, why just real quick you know when you listen back to this whole story how come there was never one and i said it before white bread plain american like Bill Smith bought the bought the castle in, you know, whenever. Like, it's all for... Now, I understand they always came over here with money. Well, they I had a lot more money. I also think that it's one of those but, things that, like, at least from my standpoint, the way I look at this is, like, if you... If I had the chance to buy a... Or, so, we, we found out recently that our heritage is, is primarily from, you know, England. Okay. If I had the chance to buy something that was, you know, my culture owned... You know what I mean? My 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 heritage owned, not saying my family, but like my heritage in a place where that heritage really isn't like prominent, I would be more susceptible to wanting to buy that. I'd I'd want to jump on that. So so in other words, if I walked down to Cleveland and there was a, a you know, let's just say hypothetically the, the Franklin Castle was owned by primarily English people, I'd be like, I want to buy that house. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. You I, know what I'm saying? I, that, I, that, I think but... that's where that stems from. I think it stems from like, you know, a lot of people have a, a very big, um, their heritage is huge. Yeah, that makes sense. I never thought of it that yeah. way. That does make yeah, sense. Like their heritage is huge. So, yeah. you know, you hear the last lady, you know, I forget what her last name is. I don't have the note. And that I mean. back to that, that old school, they called the greatest generation. They lived and died by that theory. Right. Absolutely. I mean, like my grandma, you know, she passed Your away, but she would everything. be like, is that a Slovak restaurant you're going to? Because <laughs> if it's not, you better turn your little ass around. <laughs> you know, I mean, like they, they are you Slovakian? Yeah. Are you really? Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. Big time. Big time. Yeah, you got to leave. Very nice. (laughs) Very nice. Thumbs up, yes. Big, big time. (laughs) So, no. So, Riley, keep going. I'm sorry. So, yeah. The Franklin Castle was, it's it's a really good blank canvas for horror stories. It's a creepy creepy castle with a mysterious background. Lots of death happened there, but natural cause, supposedly natural deaths. And And let's face it, there's nothing to do in Cleveland, especially at that time. Well, and especially (laughs) the scariest part of Franklin Castle is its neighborhood. Listen, if you give me the option to spend the night outside or in, I'm picking inside. <laughs> All right, I'm telling you that one trying out. <laughs> but you know what, though? He, he does bring up a very valid point, and that is that, you know, when you... The, the Gore Orphanage episode we did, our very first episode, um, we did Gore Orphanage, and there was this, you know, everyone thought that a bunch of people died there. Immediately, that's that it, it, it just gives... Stigma. Right, and it gives uh, credence to what they believe may or may not happen there. Yeah, this is the same type of thing. Well, Absolutely. Yeah, if one person dies there naturally, or a bunch of children, except, except hold on real fast. I'm sorry, but except people actually did die here. Where Gore Orphanage, they didn't ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. So well, the first like, family did, but that well, was yeah, you know what, what I mean. Started you know? it, yeah. Well, that lends it even more credence. Same that, era. That if people actually die there, especially children, you know, death has this way of drawing people in and intriguing people and being like, how do we justify this? then all these other stories kind of just spiraled out of control, like with the Nazis and with the the, the guy who's trying to make a quick buck, making um his house haunted by hiding a skeleton in the closet. That's Literally. a great Romano actually. way to go. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. funny. So, so Karen, that's, I'm that's sorry. What I, I don't think it's haunted. <laughs> I'm sorry, Karen. I think Ray Romano haunts it more than anything else. <laughs> yeah, you know what I think? I think that, uh, and unfortunately, I don't know who owns it or what the future plans are for the place right now. And I looked everywhere but i couldn't find it i don't know if the uh, the chick who bought it you know back in 99 or whatever if she still owns it or not i honestly think they need to turn that place into like a really cool restaurant especially now that 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 whole area ohio city's popping up the way it is turn into a restaurant but have like a ghost appeal to it theme draw servers got a word draw people into it no 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 she that careful okay (laughs) (laughs) whoa careful careful that could be <laughs> misinterpreted real hard, everybody. All right, all right. But no, like uh, you know what I'm saying. Like uh, yeah. they, they should they should um, make the best out of this. Like you know this 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 unfortunate um, appeal right. that it has. So let's you know. I mean, they did it with the Christmas Story House. Yeah, and that's not like, too far away. Like, around why the corner. not, dude? It's a beautiful structure. The place is it's a gorgeous house. I would love to go inside it just to see what it looks like. Because, I mean, if you look at the pictures of it, it's just the most beautiful stone. It's got the huge, awesome little um, turrets and stuff mm-hmm. everywhere and the gargoyles and stuff like that. It's like, And especially in that area, because if I'm not mistaken, I forget what road it is, but it dead ends directly into it. You know what I mean? Yep. So then all of a sudden you're dead, you're dead into this beautiful, cool looking castle. But then everyone's like, oh, no, it's haunted. Yeah, don't go in there. Don't go there. 
It's got this and that. It's got bones in the closet. I don't know. I think somebody needs to go in there. And if I had the chance and the opportunity and the price was right, I'd jump on it. I would. Yeah. Really? I would totally. Absolutely. You would buy Franklin Castle. I would buy Franklin Castle if I could. If I if I had the opportunity and the price was right, absolutely. I think in that area right now, and plus just the the history behind that place. Yeah. I mean, it's considered, you know, it's a historical place now. So anyway, I would buy it and turn it into a vape shop and make a million, <laughs> million dollars. <laughs> a vape shop. Oh, what would you call it? Franklin's Vape. <laughs> Come Jesus. get your gargoyle vape today. Jesus. Anyway, yes. So anyone out there listening, if you're from the area and you know Franklin Castle, I would love to hear if anyone has any stories. I would love to hear if you guys have ever known someone that had a story or if you had a personal experience at the Franklin Castle, whether you're walking by, if you were, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure one of our friends, Joe, was peeing on the side of the place and the cops showed up. That's pretty much the extent of I know that anybody. Well, Joe, we know Kenny has partied inside of it. Kenny before, has partied so we'll have to get him in, inside there. So I'd like to hear what you guys have to say about the place. I also like you guys, if you don't know the castle, get online and check it out. There's actually a website. It, it, I, I want to say it's franklincastle.com, but I may be incorrect on that. We'll put a link up. Yeah, but Facebook has a Franklin Castle thing, and it's an awesome place. It's 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 super cool, but the fact there's so many just ridiculous stories behind it that make no sense whatsoever and that people actually feed into it is it's crazy to me. It's a beautiful building, but to me, that's all it is. Yeah, It's a beautiful building. It yeah. is. And, uh, yeah, so you guys should go out there and check it out. You should definitely hit us up and let us know if you know what it is. If you don't know what it is, again, go and check it out. See what it is. And, uh, you know, look at it and like them on Facebook and let them know the uh, Midnight Train Podcast sent, sent you guys there. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Or if you know of a castle, maybe you're not from Ohio and you're from, uh, let's say you're from Minnesota and there's like... Castle Grace, Castle Grace calls down the street from you. <laughs> I have the power. Yeah. Let, let us know what's going on over there. Yeah, you know, listen, we are. Uh, I really want to start kind of divulging or divulging, indulging, divulging, indulging into this whole um, uh, the the haunted houses and haunted places and stuff. Man, I, I I feel like that's I don't know. There's a lot of places out there that could be mm-hmm. could have some stuff to it. But I feel like it's our time, and we're going to go in, and we're going to say yes or no. Yeah. You know what I mean? So in saying that, what's our final word on this one? I'm going to say it is all mumbo-jumbo story. It is a amazing-looking place. Look it up online, like John said. Look at the pictures of it. It is scary as shit, especially at nighttime. If you drive by it or walk by it, it's like, wow, straight out of a horror movie. But... Let's be real. Too many variables, too many stories, and none of them make any sense, except maybe the original one where the kids died. If that, if it left it at that, then I would say, okay, maybe there's something there. But for me, I got to say, yeah, but you, and again, too, you know, like there have never been any documented murders there or anything like that. The only thing that happened were these, you know, unfortunate back in that time mm-hmm. people passing away you know you've got the infant mortality rate was like super high back then you know and then somebody dying from you know what you have a liver disease and plus or whatever they say like it's got to be like beyond tragic for like somebody's soul to be stuck on this realm and haunt if you ever look at any of those stories and the psychics and stuff they'll tell the you that it's got to be like stories, a brutal yeah. tragedy thing and that's why they're stuck here because they weren't supposed to die but they did and they they don't know they don't know how to move on from that. Right. And that's supposedly what 
a ghost does. You got this where you had, God, I mean, listen to all the things you named. <laughs> There's like 50 different things. I mean, it's it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a, too blown it's out of a, proportion. It's a, would you call it a what a copia? A, a hauntacopia. A hauntacopia. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a hauntacopia. Susan, put out the cornucopia. I mean the hauntacopia. It's a hauntacopia. <laughs> Riley, what do you think about the case? Close it. It's not. Come on. Give me give me a break. It's not haunted. Ghosts don't exist. That's it. So you dead set just d- no, ghost don't exist? I don't believe in any of that. I think humans, okay. our brains are way more complex than we think, right? And we imagine a lot more than we give credence to. All right, so now you've never been scared before, like out of your mind scared. No, I have, but it's just been like, <laughs> like that. They got me. I was gonna do it too. <laughs> I was just about to do it. See, I was more scared by that high five than I was anything else. <laughs> I, I was that was, that was awful. Yeah. It, was it was like bad. revenge of the nerds. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to watch the camera like shift with the things, and I, you know, yeah. Now listen. We are still planning on going out to Moody's house. Oh, God. It's going to be amazing. And having our little ghost hunt thing. Yes. And I'm super excited about that, mainly for a couple of reasons. One, Moody's going to be there, and his insanity, just, I love it. Um, Two. You know what I want to do? Can we buy adult-sized Ghostbusters onesies and a Ghostbusters sleeping bags? Absolutely. And make it like a Ghostbusters sleepover? Absolutely. I don't know why we didn't think about that before. Wouldn't that not be, be amazing? I, no, that's completely... Riley, your job... Do I have job, an Egon? Yeah, fuck yeah, you're Egon. <laughs> <laughs> what you, I don't even know why that's a question. Yeah, fuck yeah, right. you're Egon. Okay, I guess like, I gotta yeah. be Egon. That's your job, though, is to find, like, Ghostbuster onesies. Yeah, okay, let me get right on that. And sleeping bags. And no, I'm serious. Like a ghost, what's a Ghostbuster sleeping bag? You, you just Are you kidding it. me? <laughs> Dude. It's a sleeping bag. That's, it just says Ghostbusters says, on it? Yeah, it's got, like, the <laughs> Ghostbuster symbols all over it. Yeah. And, just find the it. Slimer, the green guy. Slimer. You've I'm seen gonna... Ghostbusters, right? Yes, I've seen Ghost. Not the crappy new one either. I saw the original one. Uh, and the second one. Let's not talk about the new one. Even though they are coming out with a uh, Ghostbusters 3. I'm in love with Kate McKinnon, dude. I, I know she... The blonde uh, one from SNL? Yeah, I know she's a, a lesbian, but I love that chick. Wait, I think wait. she's hilarious and she's gorgeous. Some of the short blonde hair that was kind of like she wacky. She's uh, the nerdy Egon one in the new one. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's a lesbian? Yep. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Okay. No offense. <laughs> no trying to bash anyone. I mean, whatever. I'm just saying well, it makes I mean, sense. If my option was us or a woman, I'd probably go with a woman. Would you really, though? If I was a woman, yeah. Dude, you, you guys are gross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to see if I give him the break. Everything <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Everything makes sense. So anyway, yeah, your job is to find that. Now, listen, we're going to be discussing a lot more of these haunted things, and we would love if you guys want us to... Go in and, you know, I, I want to do Curse of the Leprechaun. I keep wanting to say ride the train with stuff, but that's not yeah, going to work. Gotta, let's run a train on I, it. Yeah, let's run a train on it. <laughs> yeah. No, if you guys. On this topic. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight we ran a train on Franklin Castle, and tomorrow we're going to run a train. I think that's beautiful. On Hillary Clinton. It's not beautiful, is it? It's not. Why, why do I think that's beautiful? It's it's not. That's oh, so not man. good. Anyway, if you want us to sit there and discuss your topic, if you want us to, you know, fire it up and get the train rolling on whatever you want where's, to talk where's about the next station we're gonna roll into <laughs> yeah none of that's working yeah i like ride the tra- run the train that's my <laughs> yeah. favorite run the train yeah, is, run that's, the train that's, a, that's yeah. funny yeah. yeah we're gonna run the train on another topic that's hilarious yeah kind of gross and you guys let us know if you if you guys <laughs> kind of gross <laughs> if you guys if you guys are cool with us running a train on these topics 
If you want to listen to us, we're on a train. Yeah, and get your mind out of the gutter. (laughs) Get your mind out of the gutter, you dirty, dirty people. Anyway, so uh, if you have a a topic or a place or anything like that you want us to run a train on, then let us know. You know what I mean? Hit us up at uh, you know on on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, at our website, the Midnight Train Also, real quick, uh, just a little update. So uh-huh. you know our friend Sarah, who stopped by uh, what four or five episodes ago? No, it was like ten episodes. Or ten ago. episodes yeah. ago. Yeah, okay, remember ago. she the had the a, the haunted yeah. with her daughter, the poltergeist. Yeah, right. And we talked about her and her sister being uh, a ghost hunter. Yeah, right. So I was just in contact with her yesterday that we are currently setting up a date soon for them to come in and talk some stories. That'd be awesome. I'd so like to hear some stories coming from to an that, guys, because that's on She's way. an actual Ghostbuster, right? Yeah. Anyway, I love that movie. Sorry. Um, I didn't like the second one as much as the first, but yeah. You know. But anything with Bill Murray. He's Vigo! <laughs> He's a Franklin Castle! <laughs> anything with Bill Murray. Yeah. I don't care. So anyway, thank you guys for listening. Um, hopefully, we uh, brought some uh, insight to the Franklin Castle, especially if you were from the area and you uh, are, uh, you know, privy to that knowledge of, of the castle. If you've seen it, if you've been there, if you've walked past it, driven past it, if you've heard about it, then hopefully we have, uh, you know, ran a train on that bitch and drive yeah. by it. If you're ever, I mean, a lot of people go to Ohio City now and Tremont and all that. So if you're out in that yeah, area, it's yeah. like right around the corner. Just Google map it and just drive by and look at it. You know, it's it's super cool. It's a it's a beautiful place, beautiful yeah. building. Um, but none of that shit that anyone is saying has ever happened there. Unfortunately, you know, Hans back in the day, his family had some issues. But other than that, I think that's all it is. It's so there a great was no place. Hail Hydra in the basement. No Hydra oh, okay. in the basement. Unfortunately, Hail Hydra. <laughs> yeah, okay. big smile, big smile. <laughs> no, none of that. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, again, go to the Midnight Train Podcast.com. You can listen to bonus content on there. And uh, we're going to have a, hopefully, we're going to have some new uh, bonus material on there coming up soon, like some drunken reviews of whatever. Uh, if you want to hear us, like, well dr- done. Very nice. <laughs> that was actually really poignant. Yeah. If you want to hear us <laughs> drunkenly uh, uh, just review something you want to hear, just, just send us a, a message. We'll do it. Uh, please like, subscribe, and leave a five-star rating for us. Uh, it, it really does help because it keeps us going on and gets us some new fans. And Sharing is caring. Shit. Sharing is caring. Unless it's a disease and you don't want to do that. <laughs> there are certain things, kids, you want to keep to yourself. Yeah, yeah, keep to yourself, yeah. You can listen on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Sprecher. Stitcher, I think is what it's called. Stitcher's one of them. There's another one called like Spreaker. I don't Listen, know. they're listening to it already on that. There's pocket, if you're li- pocket Wherever you can too. find podcasts, yeah. we'll be there. We're and there. YouTube. Waiting. YouTube. And YouTube. Videos on YouTube, though. Yes. That's Wait. how that works. Yeah, listen, if you want to be Riley's friend, but before you want to be his friend, you want to see what he looks like. And then you won't want to be go my to friend Go to our YouTube channel watch some yeah. videos. Please don't go to YouTube, because when you see what I look like, you'll be like, eh, Please yeah. go on to Facebook, <laughs> find Riley Sayer, and add him as a friend. He would greatly appreciate it. And then my mom can see how many friends I have. Yes, and he'll be happy i guess i don't know anyway <laughs> another Where are we awesome, going with this again <laughs> yeah another awesome episode franklin castle we love you to death you're not haunted for everyone out there listening thank you very much for listening we greatly appreciate it and make sure you stay tuned because critic city we're gonna have them uh their band playing uh at the end of this uh, they're, yeah, they're good guys their, their too. song yeah, all good, good guys dudes. so make sure you stay to the uh, very end of the podcast and uh keep listening and until next time we'll see you guys later and of course 
Choo-choo, motherfuckers! Choo-choo, motherfuckers! Choo-choo! Yeah.